It's Friday, February 28th, 2020, and welcome to episode 233 of Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm Tom Grissom. I'm Eric Hernandez. Eric Hernandez, my graduate assistant, is back with us this time, so welcome again, Eric. Uh, good to be back. Last time, uh, we did something very different. We had our first successful all-EIU-wide broadcast live event. To, to my knowledge, it's the first time, although I've done some things in the past, but this was more of a formal presentation where you served as producer, so thank you very much for that. No problem. It was exciting to do. And we had Danielle, uh, you know, helping out with, uh, with the episode, so check that out. And we also have a... Uh, a video clip back in episode 232 if you look in the show notes. So this time in continuing with with that theme we're getting a lot of questions and uh, whenever I do presentations for various faculty staff and students out there I'm always amazed that sometimes they're not as aware as what we would like for for, particularly for our pre-service teachers to know about some of these new technologies that are made possible by these cloud-based technologies and there's just some wonderful really mind-boggling technologies out there as as far as like subtitling and I mean live subtitling as you're doing a PowerPoint and even translation to different languages that's all available to every single faculty staff and student here at EIU so uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and start our first segment we'll talk about some of the different tools and things out there uh, available for our for our teaching and learning and we'll go ahead and get started so here we go So today I thought our theme for the show is going to be discovering new tools for teaching and learning. And one of the reasons that I chose this topic is uh, I recently gave a couple of presentations to over 50 pre-service teachers here at EIU and was just showing them what I consider some of the basic features and functions uh, within, in this case, Office 365, Desire to Learn, uh, and some of, our, some of the other resources that we have available to us as far as educational technology. And to my surprise, well over 90%, like 95, 98% of some of the students didn't know about some of the basic, in this case, uh, particularly accessibility features. Like uh, in Microsoft Office, we have the Immersive Reader. And I'm just kind of taking some informal polling around. And it's like, you know, how, how does a student discover, you know, some of these new features and things that are in these cloud-based tools? And I try my best, you know, Tech Talk for Teachers is one way. We always do our tech picks of the week, but incorporating them into classes. And you said you recently had a uh, professor where you're going to do a presentation. Uh, no, so like in my undergrad, I had to do a presentation oh, okay. for an online course, and I was thinking, okay, how am I going to like submit a presentation online? And I was looking at PowerPoint, and I found some unique features that I wouldn't have known if I didn't look. Um, for example, you could screen record. Um, you could screen record your whole um, presentation, and it records your audio, and you can flip through between your slides. And it was really handy. I just did the whole presentation. And if you want, you can use and use this screen record to screen record a video you um you can connect to your laptop and upload to your presentation. So there's many uses for screen record. Um, I know I also use it for my um, personal life too, where I screen record a, a race, a swim meet, and upload it on mm -hmm. a PowerPoint. 
Um, so it's many unique functions um, of screen recording, and you can do it from the Insert tab of a PowerPoint. And you can also do a similar function too in Slideshow, where you could record your whole PowerPoint, and you could do some dueling too um, as you go through the slides. Right, for di digital link annotations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So a lot of new features just explore around PowerPoint. Yeah, I find that a lot of times uh, students will go out and look for a third-party app because, you know, they're trying to experiment. Another short story just yesterday got emailed from a faculty member saying, hey, I am looking for an alternative to PowerPoint in this case. And I said, well, hey, have you have you looked at the uh, Microsoft Sway product? It's part of our Office 365. It's one of those icons right next to Word, Excel, PowerPoint. And uh, she had not, and I sent her a YouTube video and gave her a basic introduction. This is, you know, how to get started with Sway. Very easy to do. I find students really like Sways once they start using it mm. because they can view them on their mobile phones and they look fantastic mm. on, a, on a mobile device. So, yeah, just, just going out there and discovering these. Back to the, the pre-service different uh, presentations that I was doing. I, I, every one of our classrooms now have the new document cameras with the webcam and the microphone built in so i'm really stressing and trying to uh, make you know raise the awareness that we have these fantastic tools going back to powerpoint within powerpoint and our new document cameras there is a feature that we can do subtitles in the PowerPoint 365 version. So literally as a professor is giving their PowerPoint presentation underneath the PowerPoint at the front of the room on the projector, it will be a live translation of their PowerPoint. So if you had somebody that was hearing impaired or if you had a student uh, of, of a different language, you could set the subtitles to Japanese or Chinese, you know, whatever foreign language uh, you would like to, uh, like to have in subtitles. And that's all built in. Mm -hmm. uh, the dictation, the voice typing, I find many students don't know about, you know, just those basic features. Uh, as far as the immersive reader and dyslexia and like vision problems, increasing font size, changing the color of the screen, colorblind, you know, we're, we're serving a broad public out mm -hmm. there and we need to make sure that our presentations are as accessible as we can make them. And certainly technology has been a boon for those of us that need some assistive technology. So, you know, I'm, I'm really patient about letting people know, particularly pre-service teachers, they're going into this field of education. They need to be aware of these assistive and inclusive technologies out there. And I also found out um, that on PowerPoint, you can also tr turn what you draw in PowerPoint into text. Or you can even turn, like, whatever you write on in PowerPoint into, like, a math equation or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, this is also in Draw. And when you hit the tab for Draw on PowerPoint, there's ink to text, and it can transfer everything yeah. you write to text. I'm still surprised by how many both presenters and teachers don't know about whenever you hover the mouse in the lower left hand corner and you see those ghosted icons mm -hmm. and the ink icon is one of those, the touch screen. Subtitles is another one down there. That those features, they've been built into PowerPoint since 2003 <laughs> or probably 1997. I've been earlier than that. But uh, they've been around for a long time and now that our classrooms have touch screens, you know, I'm encouraging people, it's like, okay, here's a PowerPoint. You can just go down there, lower left-hand corner, click that little pin icon for ghost for the digital ink, and then, you know, draw with your finger and mm -hmm. circle and highlight. And just, I mean, that sounds like a small thing, but when you're in the middle of teaching or learning something, you really need to have fine points, you know, pointed out to you. And it just makes for a more effective learning session, I think. So there's, there's all these different assistive technologies and things uh, available out there.
So different ways that we're looking to get the word out, there are podcasts like this, Tech Talk for Teachers. We're always talking about, you know, how can we use these technology-enabled resources to improve our teaching and learning. There's YouTube videos, you know, you want to learn something, go out there and do a search on YouTube, and I'm sure there'll be, you know, dozens of different videos, if not thousands of videos, on any particular topic or hobby, whatever you're wanting to, to learn. Of course, the old standby of blogs here, you know, at the university and, you know, in K-12 environment, your departmental meetings and things, to just set aside five or ten minutes you know, technology tool of the week or pedagogical method of the week. And then just have those conversations because I don't think they're getting, you know, spread out without having some type of community and culture of sharing out there. So I think that's very important. And then here at EIU, of course, we have our uh, ITS help desk. Uh, if you run into any problems and need some troubleshooting help, and then uh, various committees on campus that are looking at curriculum and, and uh, things out there. So this is, you know, technology does not stand still. That's one mm -hmm. thing. And there's always something new. And I feel like we're in a very, very good place as far as the tools that we have available, the reach that we have available, because the scalability is no longer an issue. When you use these cloud-based tools, it's instantly available to every single faculty, staff, and student at EIU. So what we just talked about in every classroom that we have our new document cameras and things in, everybody can do that. So that's a great thing to have. My technology pick of the week is kind of going along our theme about discovering these new tools for teaching and learning. And since we talked a lot, and since all of EIU does use Office 365, and there's so many accessibility tools and things built in with the Office 365 platform, we do have an official kind of Office 365 at EIU website. I think I've mentioned this on past shows, but the address is eiu.edu slash Office 365, and that will take you to a lot of different resources and things available. Another conversation I had recently with a colleague was, unfortunately, here at EIU, we rarely get to go to uh, conferences and things just because of budgetary reasons. Um, but always look at those those problems, you know, as a stumbling block or stepping stone. So even though we don't get to, you know, go out to, you know, larger cities and travel and, you know, have the budget for that, there's all kinds of online opportunities. And, you know, kind of take that stumbling block, turn it into a stepping stone. Right before we started this uh, podcast, Eric, you were in here. You saw that I was watching a Microsoft Live Teams meeting mm -hmm. with the healthcare industry. One of the Microsoft representatives talking about how they're using uh, Microsoft uh, Live events. And you'll be glad to know because you helped last month. Mm -hmm. We've already done our live event for all of EIU. So what he was talking about was very familiar to you. Yeah, no, it's so kind of exciting. I was like, oh, hey, I, I, I recognize that. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, in the medical field, there's budgets, no, mm -hmm. you know, usually not an option or usually not a problem for them. Uh, so I, I feel good that we're able to do a broadcast to all of the IU, just like any medical organization uh, or, you know, well-funded organization can do. So I think we're right on top of the curve uh, with a lot of that. But the, the other conversation I had with uh, my colleague was, well, there's all kinds of opportunities to go out through this. And whether you're a Microsoft school, a Google school, an Apple school, it doesn't matter. They all have similar programs out there. But Microsoft, uh, for my tech pick of the week, I'm going to choose the Microsoft Educator Center. And uh, this is a place for, as it says, all kinds of educational resources. I'll provide a link in the show notes for this. But it actually has various courses online 
They have what they call learning paths. They have specific things for pedagogy for the 21st century. So it's not just technology. It's mixing the technology and the pedagogy together. And it even has a badge program. So you can kind of keep track of your achievements and things, kind of bringing that game-based game learning aspect to it. And uh, like I'm looking at a course here, it says getting started with OneNote, and it's worth 500 points. So you sign in with your Microsoft account. It keeps track of all of that and then you earn little badges as you complete the courses. So that's something else for students, you know, like yourself, it's like, how do I, you know, how do I do that PowerPoint presentation? There'll be something out there uh, for, for that as well. So, you know, the learning never stops, as we say here, keep on learning, and there's always something new to learn. And the Microsoft Educator Center is a great place if you're an Office 365 school. Okay, Eric, what do you have? So what I have today is Grammarly. Um, I, being a graduate student, I really benefit from Grammarly. I wish I had it during undergrad, just because grammar is not my strong suit. And I feel like Grammarly is a good tool for not only teachers, but also students. There's also a free version, and you can get a lot from the free version. It really checks as your grammar and tenses. The tenses with like future, present, and past, those are a really struggle and identifying. And they're usually not caught from Word. Usually Word doesn't identify um, your tense usage so much, but Grammarly does. It also gives you um, good suggestions throughout your paper, and you can tell some of your goals in your writing, whether it's be more um, professional or informal or formal. And the cool thing is you can also integrate in Word too. Um, there's like a link on the website where you could um, download and incorporate into Word. I currently have the premium version, um, just because I it does actually more advanced skills, but the free version is, will definitely get you by. It just if you want extra touches and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But definitely Grammarly is definitely a good think tool to use, and definitely helped me a lot increase my papers because I always lose points for grammar in all my papers. <laughs> so okay, yeah. So, so Grammarly, and we'll put a, a link in the show notes for that. Thank you. That wraps it up for episode 233 of Tech Talk for Teachers. For show notes, please visit the EIU Instructional Technology Center website at eiu.edu slash ITC and click on the Tech Talk for Teachers link. Until next time, this is Tom Grissom. This is Eric Hernandez. Keep on learning.